Welcome back to The Alchemy of Artistry. I am your host, David Tate's The Nine Fingers. Today we are going to get into a song that was never actually recorded in a studio, but there was a copy of a live recording floating around out there uh, from the college radio station that it was recorded at way back somewhere around 2010 or so, I believe. And so that intro that you're going to hear as we play this song is from the host over at KUCI. Uh, I believe KUCI is in Irvine. Let's start out with a listen of the song, Salt Heart. Uh, and this is a live acoustic rendition of it by Winston and the Telescreen. The show is called The Sound Session here Thursday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. on KUCI. My name's Rita, and we have Winston and the Telescreen back for round two. So whenever you guys are ready, take it away. Let's play a salt heart then. Let's do that. Come closer, come closer I wish to be among you I am not separate from you Come closer, come closer I'll share my microphone there's no need to sing alone Come closer Come closer Now fill the sky We can't just sneak on by So sing louder Sing louder Please don't misunderstand The world is in your hands Hold me 
to touch and heal and warm me. have a, a massive amount of regret about not getting into the studio and recording the full plugged in version of this song, which sounds much, much different. And, and it's actually a really great song with a lot of sonic layering. But there was a lot going on back then, which really derailed the recording process of Love Amongst Lepers, which would have otherwise had this song on it, as well as some others, uh, which unfortunately I never found copies of. This was a really wonderful song to play fully plugged in live, and it just kind of sucks that the real version doesn't exist. Uh, with home recording being so easy now, maybe I should check in with everyone, see if they can all record their parts and we can put one together. Um, but for now, on to the story of the song. The song title Salt Heart is another reference to a character from the Thomas Covenant, The Unbelievable, The Unbeliever series. Uh, if you remember, these books were first referenced in the song, The Lepers, back in episode 20. The, uh, the character is named Saltheart Foam Follower. Foam Follower is a character who has a lot of pain in his past, much like Thomas Covenant, except whereas Covenant steeled himself against his pain and attempting to ignore it, uh, which is, you, you see that through, you see that symbolized through his leprosy. Foam Follower transformed all of his sadness into stories and laughter. And it's kind of interesting to me that uh, this song and character appears here as we're about to move on from season two into season three of Alchemy of Artistry, because I am about to start experiencing a whole lot of pain. And in a lot of ways, this next 10 years of songwriting that we're going to get into is going to embody my own growth from a covenant-like character filled up with trauma and unable to work through it and transform it into foam follower, eventually a kind of storyteller, a storyteller, a person who has transmuted their trauma into joy through the art of music and storytelling. There is a quote from Salt Heart Foam Follower that I think resonates with the personal side of this podcast perfectly, which is, when comprehension is needed, all tales must be told in full. For most of my life, I felt separate from all of you. And so I desired to fully explain myself so that you might have some idea of who I am. 
And I always felt like it would have been a kind of lonely life if no one ever knew who I was. And so I wrote songs. And now through here, I find myself explaining the backstory behind those songs. Uh, But the truth is that I don't really feel the need to do this anymore. I'm not exactly sure why my feelings have changed after 40 years of being this way, but I do think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm certainly happy and content now in ways I've never been before, and I feel visible, even if it's just to a few people. But I did make a commitment to make this podcast, and so I will be continuing this process anyway. And we will get back to that right now by getting into the lyrics of Salt Heart. Come closer, come closer. I wish to be among you. I am not separate from you. Come closer, come closer. I'll share my microphone. There's no need to sing alone. These are lines that I'm essentially singing to everyone around me, uh, to the listeners themselves. Most of my nights back then were out, uh, spent out there performing for audiences, which is actually still true today. And those are the people I'm talking to. I, I have felt isolated the majority of my life. And that is especially true during this time that I was writing the song. Uh, I've always felt estranged from, from most of humanity. But then on top of that, with the cheating and the way that first pregnancy was handled, I also felt alone at home. So, so I'm feeling alone at all times and I'm seeking connection. I'm recognizing that most of my life is spent on stage singing to an audience, but I'm trying to reach out to them. I'm wishing I was there in the crowd with them instead of here on stage by myself, because out there I wouldn't be alone, and on stage I very much am alone. And and there's this idea that to have a microphone and a stage is a very desirable place to be, And, and I understand that because I also feel that way, but I'm out there by myself, and so I'm offering to share my microphone. I'm saying... Let's, let's share the stage together. Let's all share together, uh, which funny enough is also a central core of this podcast, which is why I bring on guest alchemists and have such a fun time speaking with other songwriters about their songs. Come closer, come closer. Their eyes now fill the sky. We can't just sneak on by. So sing louder, sing louder. Please don't misunderstand. The world is in your hands. Now, in these lines, I'm actually speaking directly to JC because all of our issues are public. The cheating was something the whole band was familiar with. And because we actually stopped being a band for a while because of it. And and that, of course, affected the audience um, as we suddenly stopped performing, canceled our shows. And so they knew what had gone on as well. And then with issues that just happened in Joan of Arc... Um, that wasn't a secret because we'd already started telling people that we were going to have a baby. So all these, all these terrible things are happening and it's all public. We can't avoid these problems and pretend like they didn't happen because everybody already knows. And, And this idea of sing louder, sing louder, this actually comes from something that our drummer, Trevor Monks would often tell me during practice. And it's something that I live by now and tell other upcoming performers all the time, which is make your mistakes as loudly as possible. That way you can hear that you've made them and then you can take the necessary steps to correct them. It's, it's true for singing and it's true for life. 
JC was always looking for ways to avoid the consequences of mistakes, to try to go on while pretending like nothing had happened. And it, it just doesn't work. That always comes back to fuck you up. So I'm essentially telling her that if she doesn't commit to learning to attempt to repair that which has been broken and instead keeps on simply trying to ignore the issues away, that the world we've created together will crumble and fall apart, which it eventually did. Sing louder, sing louder. Don't hate the quiet man. Can't you see I'm holding back the dam? The love, the pain, the faith, the hate, the hopes, the dreams, the silent scream. So come closer, my love, come closer. Please, love, come close. Please closer, please closer. I need your hands to hold me, to touch and heal and warm me. I'm referring to my isolation on all sides again. I've always been aware that I'm mostly introverted, but I'm only recently learning about being on the autism spectrum, which has been very enlightening a lot about a lot of my temperament and my history and the way of that some people react to me. Because of my role in music, I'd find myself out in public very often around a lot of strangers, a lot of acquaintances, but with the way that I am, if I don't know you, I, I don't talk to you. If I'm sitting at a table of strangers or acquaintances, I will be dead silent. And it isn't, it isn't shyness. It isn't what I perceive as rudeness. I, I simply just really can't stand small talk uh, or any form of pretend communication. I, I'm not really capable of engaging with people in that way. So either we can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and, and both learn a lot about each other. Um, but if we're, if we're in a group, uh, I'm, I'm simply not speaking. I, I don't feel comfortable faking at communicating. And I find that people in groups are very bad at communicating with each other. Uh, and so what ends up happening is that if I'm in an event or at a party or, or after show get together or whatever, I, I simply talk to who I know and I don't talk to anybody else. Now, now, there are times when you meet someone, you can tell you'll be friends with them. You can go into very in-depth conversations uh, with them right away, but that's still one-on-one. -on -one. And, and I still don't know how to talk to people outside of that. And, and the result of sometimes being the focus of attention and then being in spaces in which people want to talk to you is that some people grow really angry with you for not acknowledging them or conversing with them because they take that as an insult of some kind. Uh, the amount of times that I've heard that some person who I don't know at all, who I've never inter interacted with, who I've never thought about, um, has some kind of like serious problem with me is really kind of silly. I, I don't recall ever knowingly snubbing someone, uh, but for some people, the fact that I didn't talk to them was somehow an indicator that I thought of myself as above them or it's too good for them. I was too good to talk to them. Uh, and so that was a thing that was happening back then because I was out, out socially a lot, despite not really wanting to be just due to playing shows. Uh, and that still happens today sometimes uh, that I anger some people simply by being quiet. Uh, now, if you know me through the Internet only or mostly, that's probably confusing to you because I feel very comfortable typing my thoughts out. I feel comfortable writing my thoughts out. So people think of me as very extroverted and someone who talks a lot if they don't actually know me. But if we're in public in a group setting, I don't talk at all, almost ever. 
Uh, and that doesn't mean that I don't have things to say. I usually do. I just choose not to if I don't think I'll be uh, heard or understood. So that that's, a, that's part of that reference because starting to get back some of that anger. Uh, but the other part is, is that JC is getting very frustrated with my calm, with my calm in these situations. I'm trying to keep things together for our family. So no matter how wild or unacceptable she's been, I'm trying to be supportive. I'm trying to make it work. And it's kind of driving her a bit mad because she wants me to blow up at her. There, there's some part of her that feels like if I'm not screaming at her, I don't really care. And for me, it's it's the opposite. I, I feel like you would almost only scream at people that you don't care about. And then a lot of that has to do with fi- family dynamics and growing up in different environments. Um, but there's this division there that we're not able to get past. And, and I'm trying to I'm trying to say that I have all of these things roiling inside of me, all of this madness and fury and desire and fear and loss and pain. Um, the, the cheating and the abortion are, are, are new things that are just on top of all these other things that I've always dealt with. And it's it's I'm trying to hold all of this in place. And, and not blow up so that I can continue to to be there both for my family, that I can continue to, to lead the band. And, and the strain of that is just enormous. Uh, and, and while undergoing this Herculean effort to keep it all together, I also at the same time feel completely alone. This entire song is just a massive cry for help. It's just really... It's really interesting for me to to see this now because I I have a lot of good memories of performing this song, um, but I'm clearly just in trouble. I'm in a lot of trouble, and I'm letting everybody know. Um, and I I don't really think anybody heard me. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think my cry for help was uh was understood, even by me probably. I don't think I even understood that I was crying for help. Uh, and then that help didn't come. At least not for a while. One day, many, many years later, uh, the help would come. And I'd be able to transform myself from this covenant-like figure to this salt heart foam follower type figure. Uh, But we have so many songs to talk about before we get to that point. But now that you know the story behind the song, I'm going to play it one more time for you to see if you hear it any differently, now knowing the background. But before I do, I want to read this one passage from the Thomas Covenant, the Unbelievable, the Unbelievable, the Unbeliever series, in which Foam Follower is asking Covenant to share his story with him. Are you a storyteller, Thomas Covenant? Absently, he replied. I was. Once. And you gave it up. Ah, that is as sad a tale in three words as any you might have told me. But a life without a tale is like a sea without salt. How do you live? Unconsciously, he clenched his fist over his wedding ring. I live. Another foam follower returned. In two words, a story sadder than the first. Say no more. With one word, you will make me weep. Come closer, come closer, 
And heal and warm me. 